Sharks are terrifying creatures, but are they terrorists? I may have mentioned this on a few occasions, so I apologize for being a little bit repetitive, but I am a real fan of very, 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 very bad movies. I grew up in London, Ontario in the 60s and early 70s, and one of my frequent activities on a weekly basis was watching Channel 2 Detroit, which in the afternoon would play all the schlock horror films from the 40s and 50s. The host was a guy called Sir Graves Ghastly, dressed up as a vampire. This was really bad stuff. And as a consequence, it stayed with me. It's in my blood. And as a result, I still watch really bad movies. Over the past few days, as the Christmas holidays are upon us, I have sat down and watched on Prime Video no fewer than five shark movies. I've also watched all the Sharknado films. I think there's up to six now, if memory serves me correct. But I watched Ice Sharks. These are sharks off the coast of Antarctica. I watched Virus Shark, which is about a post-apocalyptic scenario where a virus uh, spread by a shark bite has decimated the human population. I watched Five-Headed Shark, followed by Six-Headed Shark. I can't wait for Seven-Headed Shark. And most recently, I watched a 2021 film called Sharks of the Corn. Now, I don't want to spoil the plot for those of you who may want to watch this film, although I do caution you, it is really, really, really bad. But essentially, uh, sharks have been found in cornfields in Kentucky. It gets better. There's a shark cult that believes that as sharks are one of the longest living creatures on Earth, that they, in fact, are going to come back one day and somehow emerge with humans to create a master race. And there's this guy who is channeling, if I understand this correctly, Stonehenge, the Druids, and Chichimatul, who apparently is a shark goddess. Anyway, you gotta watch it. It's really, really bad. You're wondering why, in heaven's name, is, is Gursky talking about a bad shark movie on a podcast that has to do with national security? Well... You have to wait no longer, because I'm going to tell you why. There's two things in the film that struck me, two lines, and they, and they happen very close together about halfway through. There's a character who claims to be from the CIA, whether he was or not is anyone's guess, I suppose. And he says that they've been following this, this shark phenomenon in the cornfields of the, of the American Midwest. And he says these sharks have been labeled a terrorist threat. To the United States. Now, there's two things there in which he aired. First and foremost, the CIA does not do operations in the United States and haven't since the infamous Church Committee of 19, the mid-1970s, which looked into abuses by the CIA and the FBI and the NSA, National Security Agency, on American citizens. And as a consequence, the CIA was basically, if not forbidden, uh, highly restricted in carrying out operations on U.S. soil. Secondly, if there were a terrorist investigation involving sharks on U.S. soil, the FBI would be the lead, not the CIA. But it's the second thing I want to focus on right now, where this alleged CIA agent talked about the sharks um, swimming through the cornfields, and that's exactly what they do. Don't, don't ask. Okay, you got to watch the movie to find out that these sharks were considered labeled terrorists by the CIA. Why am I bringing this up? Well... We've now entered a world, and this is late December 2021, where a school shooter in Michigan, a 15-year-old kid, has been charged with terrorism over a school shooting. This was a, f a few weeks ago. Now, of course, school shootings are not 
infrequent, unfortunately, in our neighbors to the south. They happen all the time. Not surprising in a country with more guns than people. And yet, to the best of my knowledge, no school shooting has ever been labeled an act of terrorism. And yet the Michigan state law, the lawyers, the state attorneys, whatever, decided to lay terrorism charges against this young man because, and I quote, his actions terrified the people in that school. We're now in a place in the United States, and I'll argue here in Canada, where being terrified qualifies as an act of terrorism. Whatever scares the shit out of you is being caused by terrorists. Does anybody else see a problem with this? Ergo, shark attacks, the sharks can be charged as terrorists. Would you not be terrified if you were walking through a cornfield in southern Ontario and a shark bit you? Or would you not be absolutely beside yourself if you were swimming and a five-headed shark decided to bite you, each head gets one bite? Of course you'd be terrified. Therefore, the sharks are terrorists, right? I know it's ridiculous, but that is where we're going when anything and everything is being called an act of terrorism. If sharks are terrorists, it stands the reason that snakes are terrorists. Most people are terrified of snakes. I've got family that's terrified of spiders. Therefore, spiders are terrorists. What about if I'm terrified of tall buildings? Do tall buildings become terrorists? Now, I am leading this down a rabbit hole of ridiculousness as I go on, and I recognize that. But we are entering very dangerous territory when we start equating being terrified with an act of terrorism. If a school shooting can lead to terrorism charges, then it stands to reason that if you have a gang war in downtown Toronto or Montreal or Chicago or New York or whatever, where gang A is fighting and shooting against gang B for control of territory or drugs or prostitution or Lord knows what, that the citizens that live in those neighborhoods are terrified, ergo the gangs are terrorists and can be charged with terrorism under Canadian or U.S. law. Organized crime sometimes does shootouts in restaurants where one mafia don is trying to eliminate another. Are organized criminals now terrorists? Why not? People are terrified. Why not charge them with terrorism? It gets worse. What about domestic abuse? People, wives, children, husbands in some cases, are terrified when one spouse uses violence to get their way. Or just use violence because that's what they like to do. They get, they get their jollies out of it. Do we charge them with terrorism now as well? I sincerely hope the answer is no. And I'd be really curious to see what happens in this trial in Michigan, where they've elected to use the state definition of terrorism to charge a 15-year-old in a school shooting with an act of terrorism. I really hope the state loses this one because it'll send a lesson. It'll send a message to a lot of people out there that we can't keep calling more and more and more and more things terrorists or terrorism. Incels are not terrorists, involuntary celibates. They are misogynists. Misogyny is not terrorism, albeit many terrorist groups are misogynists, like Islamic State, for example, with their ranking of the Yazidis and things like that. We have to use the terrorism label judiciously and carefully. And if not, we open up a big box of worms or box of snakes, I suppose, in which the term loses all meaning. And when it loses all meaning, then we might as well just forget about calling anything terrorism. I, for one, 
will be careful when I go in the water. If I do go in the ocean, I'm pretty sure there's no snakes in my cottage or uh, sharks rather in my cottage lake. But having seen these movies, you never can tell. About to watch another movie where there is a shark in a, in a vacation lake. So I guess anything can happen. Bottom line is, let's leave the ter- let's leave the label terrorism for actual terrorism and not apply it to sharks or school shooters. Anyhow, that's what I think. Curious what you think about this tendency, this recent phenomenon where terrorism is being applied to all kinds of things. Love to hear your feedback. You can reach me on email borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like this content and want more, go to the website borealisrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. You get a free daily digest of all the podcasts, all the blogs. You also find a link to my book, my, my most recent book. In fact, all my books. Most recent one is The Peaceable Kingdom, a History of Terrorism in Canada from Confederation to the Present. You can find it there on the website, also available on Amazon Kindle. Love to hear your feedback. I wish all of my listeners a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous 2022. We'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. Mm-hmm.